Hello and welcome to the final episode from this series of the Changing Places podcast. I'm your host Alex and for this episode we're bringing back our podcasting Resilient Community Changemakers. We hope to inspire you and your community to take the steps to create positive local action in your communities. So what better way to top the series off than to bring you a bunch of brilliant people who day in, day out, strive to make their communities amazing places and we ask them their top practical insights into achieving positive grassroots change. First up, we bring together Joel Essex and Chris Parr. Joel featured in our Brighton episode. He leads the Bright Store, a community-based affordable food scheme. Then there's Chris. He's from the Stoke 2000. He was profiled in the North Staffordshire episode. He makes planters from recycled pallets. Together, they reckon a great place to start is by communities coming together to share resources like Joel's partners who cook hot meals for their customers and Chris's business pals who provide the pallets for his community projects. I'll let Chris and Joel tell you more. Hi, my name's Joel Essex from Brightstore. Hi, my name's Chris from the Stoke 2000. Really, I suppose the question is, how does the idea of sharing resources within a community sort of feed into the ethos of the Stoke 2000? I've got a lot of skills in carpentry especially and it's important to pass skills on to others. With my project, it's about making planters and other products for garden spaces out of recycled pallet wood. So as long as you're passing those skills on to others and providing opportunities for uh, young people to train, but also community groups to do the same, and hopefully that will lead towards further employment opportunities. So with yourself, Joel, how does the sharing skills fit in with your project? Well, I guess with it being sort of food-based, I always think the positive aspect of food is is that it's something that's that's shared or it is at its best when it's when it's shared so that's quite a good starting point to, to work in a sort of community food project because that idea of sharing i think is quite integral to food being a positive thing with us there's lots of other resources that we share so just on a practical example we're based in two community centers in the city and in one of them there are two sort of food services. We work really closely with them. So um, there's a project called the World Food Project, which um, is run by two people who cook hot meals for people who who don't get the opportunity or haven't got the resources to, to cook and eat sort of nutritious meals. And they will often share those meals for our project and we can provide those to people to use us as well as our our sort of fresh fruit and veg and stuff that we'd have at our store so i think that's the thing the more you can sort of share stuff the, the stronger those projects can be and the, the stronger and more resilient those communities you work in can be i guess yeah well, and what i like about your project it's it's not just about the resources at the end joel i think it's that knowledge of how to grow certain vegetables and and herbs and, and fruits because there is a lot of skills and knowledge that people have that they can pass on to other people there. We started to sort of do this work with local allotments and local growers. So people who use or shop at our store can then have the resources to be able to learn to grow stuff. Like you said, that's a great example of, of sort of sharing resources. The skills that some of our allotment holders have got in those communities that we operate can be shared with some of our members. And I think that can only be a, a good thing for the sort of longevity of the project, really. It's about local businesses to to support my projects, especially. I mean, I'm working with local businesses that have got uh, waste products and in the case of pallet wood. And I uh, work with volunteers to build these products from the waste. So in terms of a circular economy, that's a, a good story. Is that 
sort of difficult process or they, they love the idea that I'm using some of their waste and creating things and products that bring communities together uh, and upskill people uh, and share those skills, whether that's uh, young people in schools or people at community groups. I wondered if you'd noticed a sort of change in any attitudes towards the sort of idea of of community and sharing resources as a result of COVID or what people have been through in the last year? Yeah, I've, I've especially seen uh, changes towards their attitudes and behaviours in the actual local environment. I've seen lots of people do new activities like running around the community where there's some green space to keep fit. And, you know, it's important for their health and well-being, but also their attitudes to their own place where they either live or, or work. So the introduction of uh, garden planters in their in their backyards, for example, or community spaces, whether that's the high street or, or other places that you know bring communities together. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that's sort of definitely the case. That people have had that time to think a little bit more about wider issues. I've definitely noticed in sort of communities that we operate, where you give people an opportunity to come together and I'd use the sort of supermarket as a as a model I, when I think about the experience of people get when they come and use our service or store how different that is to a supermarket what we kind of do is a very social empowering thing it connects people with people who grow food locally it's a much more sort of positive empowering experience with people people can meet their neighbors exchange ideas share you know recipe ideas all those sorts of things that you wouldn't normally think of doing when you go to a supermarket it's a monetary exchange isn't it you're sort of there to do your shop and that's it and there's there's not that much engagement with the food or anything else so um i've definitely noticed that that's something that is definitely positive and and hopefully it's something that that will stay with people sort of after the pandemic really how are you going to build on this experience? I think the idea is that we want to make it a bit more of a hub. So it's not just somewhere where people come to get their shopping. So things like doing some growing seed swaps, that sort of thing. I think that ability to spend more time with people, engage with people for a lot longer in and in a much more welcoming setting will be great. I think it is a model that is sustainable. It's something that's very much a really, really local community service. So hopefully it's here to here to stay. I've got a project, a large project in a school. It's not just about building products, but it's about teaching young people about the heritage of Stoke-on-Trent, leaving that legacy with, with the young people. But also work with community groups and more volunteers where they can jump on and and learn new, new skills in carpentry especially. Yeah, that'd be great to increase that sort of face-to-face time and engagement with people, isn't it? There's no, there's no kind of substitute for that. Yeah, that's right. Well, it was great speaking to you, Chris, and um, best of luck with everything in the future. Yeah, Andrew, I'd love to come down and visit Brighton at some point. Oh, you'd be more than welcome. We'll get you a, a Bright Store shopping bag and uh, <laughs> get you down. Thanks, guys. Some real practical examples there of how we can share resources in our communities. Not only that, how we can work together with more impact, all for the common good. Working together has been so important over the last 18 months. And as Chris and Joel mentioned there, the COVID crisis has changed our priorities, attitudes and needs in our communities. And it's the pandemic that Gemma and Andrew talk about. What's their advice for creating positive change in your communities? Gemma, you'll have heard in the Welsh Valleys episode. She runs My Futures, which delivers career support for school leavers and young adults. And Andrew, he runs Dundee Culture, who we featured in our 
you guessed it, Dundee episode. His media company exists to showcase the Scottish city off to the world. Gemma and Andrew don't want you to focus on the negative side of the pandemic. They think there's a real opportunity here to continue with all the good stuff and attitudes our communities have been generating over the last year or so. Why should this stop in a post-pandemic world? I'll let Gemma and Andrew take it from here. I think Dundee is a good place. It's got a lot of people in the community who have really been there for each other, especially during the pandemic. A lot of encouraging activity includes stuff like handing up food parcels or or going to check up on people. And I was talking to Daniel Deplu from Opportunity, and that's a social enterprise that aims to help disabled people. It's really special. And when I was talking to her about how the pandemic's been affecting your social enterprise, and she said, we've had to move stuff online. We've had to close the actual space. It's been hard. I mean, people are still learning from like what they can do and adapting, really. I mean, and we're always there for each other. And I think talking with Dundonians who have done these incredible things, it just makes this community even stronger. Like, hopefully, once we come out of the pandemic, it will hopefully be better than ever. People looking out for each other, uh, doing uh, good things for the community uh, that will benefit all, and also learn things from each other as well. I think those three points that make up a resilient community from, from a Dundonian perspective, Yeah, yeah. I totally agree from a Welsh Valley's perspective. We've seen the importance of personal lived experience as a key driver. It's been an essential ingredient for success, particularly for women. It's the experiences that, you know, women in particular is helping to inform how services should be delivered better. And we've seen a lot have it, you know, to pivot, like exactly what you said, taking things online. So, you know, we've gone from parent and and toddler clubs to moving on to online kind of activities and food banks delivering like cooking things online and to be a social entrepreneur you have to be resilient anyway yeah but to really see that thrive in our communities and we're seeing a a lot of partnerships develop as well take one valley in particular one area in particular in Caerphilly where Unlimited has teamed up with Welsh Ice which is a kind of startup ecosystem and originally they were heavy in the tech scene but they, you know they've dedicated a five to nine club for social entrepreneurs from a local communities and you know that after hours kind of block they've been able to really galvanize and be successful to learn how to pitch, how to, you know, work with others, how to raise funding. I think they've raised over 20 grand between eight businesses, you know, which didn't exist before. So, you know, I'm not sure to show if we're resilient, but we're thriving right now. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting time. Because <laughs> even in, even in like, we have a lot of things going on which can be negative there is always like a positive to it as well because I think it's really important that support should be based on what we see is missing from the current system Mm -hmm. I think a lot of what social entrepreneurs are trying to do is fill a gap that isn't being provided by somebody else and then they become the leaders in that space then and then they should inform more wider systems of support you know the people in our communities are the ones they're doing it on the ground making the impact and I really think that there's this momentum, this shift, you know, as social entrepreneurs being seen as the way these communities are going to be stronger. So we're not going to go back to the huge commute that we saw before. And mm-hmm. we're not going to travel on massive cities. It's the communities that are going to need to rebuild and, and thrive. And I think there's a real opportunity in that. A big thanks to Gemma and Andrew, where, again, we hear about togetherness being a common denominator in bringing about positive change at a community level. 
It's no surprise then, when we ask Fiona from It's All About Me, her top tips for building a thriving social sector in your community. She tells you not to do it alone. You'll remember Fiona from our North Staffordshire episode. Her social enterprise focuses on teaching photography and filmmaking to communities across the county. In the final part of this episode, Fiona explains to you how her collective are working together to understand their communities better, build trust and co-design solutions to really address their local needs. Our conversation started a few years ago as a group of social enterprises coming together to support each other. Over the years, some left and some people joined. This has led to the group we are now. Working together to understand each other, the challenges faced by our local communities and how we, as a group, can tackle them. Right now, we're working with a social impact consultancy, Noisy Cricket, and Unlimited Resilient Communities. We have been exploring how our work can benefit our community and sharing some of the barriers we have had to overcome, like trust in the community, for example. We also have faced other difficulties, such as significance and expectations of our work. What are the advantages over local services? Or is there a need or acceptance for our help? So working together has enabled us to start building trust and share our understanding of what good looks like. All this work we're doing is part of the wider community who are coming together as part of the journey for a brighter future. I value this togetherness, allowing and mobilising grassroots action over the issues that they care about. We are designing our ideas and beliefs with those involved by doing it. We are strengthening our impact by working together with the same goals and vision. This is how we're building a thriving social sector in Stoke-on-Trent. My name is Fiona Wood. And I am proud that I have a social enterprise in North Staffordshire. Thanks for being so honest, Fiona. That was a real insight into collaborative community action in North Staffordshire. So, you've travelled to resilient communities in the Welsh Valleys and Dundee. You've been to Brighton and visited North Staffordshire. You've heard from a bunch of incredible social entrepreneurs who live and breathe local change making. The thread that's run through all of the people that you've heard from, it's togetherness. Whether that's pooling resources and money, sharing ideas or research, being a shoulder to cry on, or someone to cry laughing with, resilient communities start and finish with the people who live, work and play within them. And by coming together, we can make them even better places to be. I've been Alex Phillips, and thank you for listening to Changing Places, a podcast created by Unlimited, the Foundation for Social Entrepreneurs. We find, fund and support individuals to make a difference in the UK. This support includes grants and investment, one-to-one coaching and mentorship opportunities. We carry out research, tell stories of social entrepreneurs and their impact and influence policymakers to create a supportive world for the incredible work of social entrepreneurs. More information about the Resilient Communities Project and the other programmes we deliver to support social entrepreneurs can be found on the Unlimited website, unlimited.org.uk. That's U-N-L-T-D. A big thank you to everyone who's contributed to this series, especially our podcasters, Joel, Brian, Fiona, Gemma, Chris and Andrew. They all planned and recorded almost all of the audio you hear in this series, so a massive well done. Changing Places has been made possible thanks to players of People's Postcode Lottery and is a Mike Media production.